You are listening to At Home, the podcast with Walkie MC. Each week, our team at Wakarusa Missionary Church invites you to join us for a conversation around the topics that shape our lives at home and beyond. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of At Home, the podcast with Walkie MC. We are in Season 2. We keep on going. Uh... They haven't shut us down yet, and we're so grateful. So uh, thanks, for everybody, for joining us. Uh, as always, I've got Angie and Chris here with me. Um, we're continuing on in our conversation around a multitude of topics. Our ultimate goal, as we join you guys each and every week, is to uh, discuss things of importance that are right with you and your family uh, to help equip, empower, and encourage you. And so we're going to continue on in that same uh, trend and uh, with – a series of conversations that we're having around our current sermon series, actually, which is uh, misquoted. Uh, Pastor Chris has kicked us off these uh, these uh, for this first uh, message, uh, really beginning the series uh, in Philippians. And so, Chris, I just help set us up for why this series. What 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 was uh, what kind of stirred within you? What what caught your attention about this? And uh, just, yeah, why? Let's just start with the why first. Why this topic? Absolutely. So I've been wanting to do a series like this for a while, and it really comes out of just hearing in culture so many different places where Bible verses are being taken out of context. Uh, it drives me crazy uh, because I feel like we we nitpick little verses out of big chunks of Scripture, and we make it something it was never intended to be. And so I pulled out four or five uh, different verses that I hear quite commonly referred to, or maybe a couple of them aren't, aren't quite as common. But I think the context is is critical for us to really understand because when we listen to it in the context, it completely changes the meaning from what we ever we ever thought it was, uh, and it, I think it helps us shift our focus. So uh, it really comes out of it, it, to be quite clear, it comes out of somewhat of a frustration uh, <laughs> of whether I see it on on Facebook, whether I read it in a book, whether I hear it quoted in public in a different event or something like that. And I think, oh boy, I, I don't think that's what Paul meant when he said that. Yeah, and you know. I, uh, we've all, we've all been, uh, in a formal setting of biblical education, had men and women far smarter than us with lots of letters after their names, you know, teaching us the Bible in a formal sort of way. Uh, and uh, this is frequently their frustration too, right? Like this is, this is like, Hey, we have this word, we have tools available to us. If we take the time and put in the, the effort and the focus, uh, to gain clarity. Now, that isn't to say, obviously, that everyone agrees on every single interpretation of every single scripture in the Bible. In fact, there's good place for that for that discussion. But there are particular places I think we can agree. And to your point, Chris, where it's like, okay, it could that scripture could mean this, this, or this, but it definitely can't mean this. Right. And that's okay. And that's okay to and that's okay to say. That's we can say that in a humble spirit. We can say that in a in a way that that's helpful. Um, one of the big uh, maxims that I will sort of always remember is, and, and you've really exampled here, is let Scripture interpret Scripture. Look to the context. Look to the broader message of Scripture. Look to sometimes even if if an author is quoting from elsewhere in Scripture, look to that original right. place. See the context. So, Chris, 
you, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, let yeah. me speak to that, too. I think today uh, pastors, authors are looking for a new take on something. They're always looking for that new nugget, something that they could write a book on, something that will be a fresh thing where people go, oh, wow, I never thought about it like that. But it goes back to the idea, let Scripture interpret Scripture. Uh, we don't have to have a new take on it. Scripture will speak for itself. And I also think that our digital age has added a little dynamic to this. So I, on my smartphone, have the verse of the day. And how often do we look at the verse of the day and we take it and we just, oh, (laughs) Lord, that's what I'm supposed to do today, where instead we are actually supposed to read the whole chapter, which there's a button on that, there is, it, but to read the whole chapter brings the context. So I'm just bringing it into our day and age and what everybody experiences. And I think I think to like uh, Bible BibleGateway.com yes, for instance, when thing. you click the button, it says it says read in context is what it, you know. It literally literally says they're to bringing the the greater section of scripture in place. And 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 I get it. I mean, in our in our snippet and uh, soundbite world, so to speak, it, sometimes it's nice, like right, like hey, I've got that, you know, I've got my my life verse, right? That 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 real quick, that real quick piece. The fact of the matter is, is that is not the way in which. Uh, well, first of all, Bible's not originally divided into the verses that we we have. There, they are longer longer sections. We have that advantage now today of having chapter and verse assigned to it, and even the occasional pleasant. Uh, 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 headline or title before each each chapter, you know those those sort of things. But but I'm not sure, Joel, and I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. I'm not sure that was what God intended when He first gave the revelation of the scriptures was our title and headline. Well, that's exactly that's what very, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's what I'm saying. That's and I think some so often we just hold on to our interpretations and what people say, and just like what you said, Chris. They're looking for the new thing. It's like, I want that statement that's going to feel like I can drop the mic, you know, and well, I'm sorry, God already did that. Yeah, and (laughs) and too many times I actually literally dropped the mic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You need to pick that thing back up and say it right. That's right. So, uh, Chris, uh, we started off this series with that ever wonderful scripture and we we love philippians around here man it's been uh it's been a topic of multiple conversations with regard to the formation of the church the people of christ you know all of this philippians 4:13 we love it we know it i can do all things through christ who strengthens me so this was this was message number 1 where did you where did you take us on, on this? And then uh, I know Angie's had some personal experience uh, in because the athletic world uh, particularly loves this verse. So absolutely, well, actually, yeah. when I was sitting around trying to figure out the order to this series, uh, I am an athlete. I was I should say I was an athlete, Ex-athlete. not anywhere Ex-athlete. close to being athletic right now. Uh, but yeah, and and it's a sports season, and I love football, and I love watching it. And 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 let me be very very clear. This is something we uh, chatted briefly about before we push record on this podcast. Uh, I love it when athletes testify to the goodness of who God is. I love it when they say, "Hey, you know what? All the honor and glory to my Lord Jesus Christ." I am a hundred percent for that. Uh, one of the things. 
things you often see in football. You see eye black and you see written things on eye black. And I just pointed out, I, I like Tim Tebow. I think he's a good guy. I like the testimony that he stands for. I think he gets a bad rap by people. Uh, but I was just alluding to a Sports Illustrated cover uh, from back in 2009 where on the cover of Sports Illustrated and on his eye black, he had Philippians 4.13. And, and you would hear this in people who are runners, you know, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's like this is our mantra to move forward. And when we really stop to understand what the all things means, it, it, it's out of context, in my opinion, uh, with what Paul's actually saying to us. And so let me set the stage just briefly for ways that I think this is often taken out of context. So I'm going to mention Joel Olstein. And, 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 and if you're listening today, this is not me trying to tear down another leader. This is not me trying to say this. I am just simply reading a quote that he has published, and at that point, I, I draw a problem with that, and I, and I want to just allude to that for a second. So Joel Osteen wrote back in a devotional that he had in 2013 in a devotional called uh, Today's Word. This is what he says, most people tend to magnify their limitations. They focus on their shortcomings, but Scripture makes it plain, all things are possible to those who believe. That's right, he says. It is possible to see your dreams fulfilled. It is possible to overcome that obstacle. It's possible to climb to new heights. It's possible to embrace your destiny. You know, you may not know how it will take place. You may not have a plan, but all you have to know is that if God said you can, buddy, you can. I, buddy, <laughs> buddy was added. Buddy, but yeah, buddy. for emphasis. <laughs> yes, but but. I don't see that that is how this scripture is laid out. In essence, I see people working through this and in, in, in essence saying stuff like, you want a promotion at work? Hey, great. I can do all things. You want to find your soulmate? I can do all things. You want to make more money? I can do all things. You want to run a marathon? I can do all things. You know, for me, I was joking in the service. For me, it's like <laughs> after two knee replacements and six total knee surgeries, uh, I'm happy. Like, I, if I run two blocks, that's me. <laughs> I can do <laughs> I can all do things. And somebody better be chasing me because <laughs> if you ever see me run, two blocks uh, look, Some, look behind me because serious. something is not right <laughs> right but yeah. Paul is not sitting in a dark creepy first century jail cell thinking to himself man this is the trajectory my life is on I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and so that's kind of what the the gist of this series was yeah. about and, this sermon and Angie I think about like you know your kids are your kids are athletes and they're they're uh, you know I, I just try to imagine uh, at the Brennan household well, two of we them we tried we tried to get the third but he's he's got his own skills and <laughs> Cole we love you so much yes uh, I try to imagine uh, the Brennan household uh, you know huddled up together uh, pre pre uh, pre meet or whatever uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, with with the I can do all things uh, through Christ and strengthens me. What? Because we wanna we wanna say that Christ empowers us, that Christ g- gives us gives us strength, sort of thing. So, if if you were to offer, like, just on the practical level, mm-hmm. like the 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 corrective to raising people in light of the truth of this scripture, but to properly apply it and properly give it. Where, where would you see that? Where would you see that going at, like at a, at a practical level? Well, I I think we all can agree that Paul was not a prosperity gospel kind of guy, and he wasn't a self promotion kind of guy. 
And so we've actually put those two things into this verse. Mm. And I think, and I'm going to be honest with you, Joel, I probably came to this conclusion after many years of understanding what sacrifice, loss, hurt, all that came to. And I, I think if you even asked my, my kids and in Dan and all of our situation, cause we, cause you know, sometimes you want to, you want to have that like mantra or that motivation mm. to go and like yeah. compete. Cause we all, we all love to win. Yeah, right. But I don't actually think, I think Paul is talking about the loss. He's talking about the lack of in the, in the context, if you look at it. Yep. And so like, with the girls, and I don't know if many of you guys know, but we we talk about there's always going to be somebody faster than you. There's always going to be somebody bigger, better than you. You have to control what you can control. Even last night, we just talked about this, and Grace yep. was saying the same thing, going into a crazy week of some more competition. And, and you control what you can control. And so to say that I can do all things is is kind of a that self yeah promotion but in actual i think as as families and as to to set in a family environment and to help your kids understand what paul's talking about in philippians is saying you know what i'm going to be content whether i lose or whether i win Okay, so let's and, and I think that's well said, but let's go back and let's take a look at the context because, yeah, because I don't I think, think we, we can snip we out verse thirteen yeah. alone. No. We have to look back, in my opinion, at least back to verse eleven mm-hmm. uh, right. and twelve. Paul says this: "I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances." And I mean, think about this: he's sitting in jail for doing what? I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't done anything genuinely what we would deem illegal, uh, but he's sitting there. It'd be easy, if, I, guys. I don't know what you're like. If I'm sitting in jail because of that, I'm kind of pouting. Yeah, quite, quite right. honestly, I'm a I'm bit just, miffed, I'm perhaps. <laughs> but he says, "Hey, I've learned to be content in, in these types of things." And he goes on in verse twelve. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty. Or in want. And I think mm-hmm. that's critical to understand oh. that there's nothing in there that says it's about me having more and more and more and gaining and gaining. No, it's not. And I also think, though, that living in plenty or in want, we're not talking about the desire of wanting to do good or that's not, there's nothing wrong with wanting to do good and accomplishing things right. and talking about all like this, the preface that we kind of laid out it, there's nothing wrong with accomplishing things, but the motivation and the desire behind it has to be that, you know what, Lord, whatever the situation that I'm going to be in, I'm going to be content it may not be what I want, but I'm going to be content with what you want. And so Paul comes back and then says, I can do. And I think this is where you change the wording. And that's yeah, where I wanted yeah, to yeah. go to next is yeah. the word change. See, I think the translations really, um, in in my opinion, and I think there will be probably those who are listening that may disagree. But in my opinion, I think that the New International Version actually gets it. Right. They get the mm-hmm. closest sense to this. Uh, you look at the ESV, you look at the New Living Translation, you look at the King James Version, you look uh, even back in some other translations, and you'll hear them use the words all things. I, I like the NIV because I think it's closest when it says, I can do all this. Mm-hmm. I can do all this 
through him who gives me strength. Well, we have to then answer the question, what is this? Right. Is this equal all things? And Paul's you got to look backwards then. What did he say in verse 12? What did he say in verse 11? What is the context of what he's talking about? And he's saying, I'm able to accomplish whether I'm well-fed or I'm hungry, whether I'm, uh, I have all the wants that I, that I have or if I'm in great need. I can do all of this. My perspective is I can do all of this. I can encounter. I can be content, Angie, as you said. Yeah, through him who gives me the strength to so, do that. And so in in the sense of where we've seen, you know, the scripture kind of misapplied to the circumstance, it's like, you know, it's always the winning athlete that's quoting, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think this goes to your point a little bit, Angie. What about the second, third, fourth, and fifth place? Would, well, you know, do they get to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Or is it, you know... I can do all this. I, and yeah, I think it right. changes. I think right. we have to grasp that sometimes we have to look at different places and what uh, certain translations say. If Have you ever looked in the Bible app how many translations sure. there actually are? Yeah. You can actually probably think, well, I can make this say whatever I want to say. But yeah. no, it's actually best to go back and look at what the Greek word or the Hebrew word actually says and I like you said Chris and I kind of got this one right because in, this in my is, opinion yeah and yeah. and I think it just changes the whole context yep you have to wonder too if it, and I I wonder about this process you know like we we often don't look at the beginning of our bibles where like the NIV will give you the whole background of their interpretive process of like you know so NIV is over I think it's at least 100 scholars that came that came in and did and did work through it so it's not I don't I don't know what some of us imagine in our mind about who's who's making these translation decisions whatever it's not a couple of guys in a, you know in a corner being like ah sounds right to me you know um there there is and this is kind of pulling back a little bit there is serious work that goes into the tra- like into the tr- work of translation very very serious work um we owe a great great debt to the number of people that have dedicated their lives of carefully Going through, uh, you know, much more ancient documents, or you know, things that things that are are, are not. It's not light reading for any you know any stretch of the imagination, and we benefit from that so greatly. Part of me just goes, can we just at least honor that effort a little bit by just hit pumping the brakes a little bit on a, on translation and saying, hey, we we have to do the work, and and I get it. Like I, I want to, you know, I, I think so much of. Uh, you know, back in the early days of Protestantism, the whole goal was just get as many people to read as much of the Bible as possible. Just make it as available as as possible. And then there's the other side of me that's like, yeah, but like if we just throw the Bible at people and like with without kind of any sort of guidelines or any sort of helps along the way, well, I think this is living proof that sometimes things can go a little a little astray. One, one way or the other, and so there's uh, there, there's helpful things out there that we can uh, we can make use of, and I, I definitely would want to encourage that. So what what else what else guys do we need do we need to say about this? Well, I feel like the gist of this then has to be understanding contentment. I mean, you've you've alluded to that, Angie. So the question really becomes then, if I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, uh, part of that is learning contentment. So I would have to ask the question, well, what do I need to do to become content in life? And, and honestly, we're living in 2022. What would it be like if our world was more content? 
Jeez. I mean, what would what, I would almost I almost ask what would change? Uh, pretty much everything. Pretty much everything. <laughs> so I can't right. begin to even yeah. list all that out. Uh, in the sermon, I was talking about a couple of different things that I think are important to understand when we're trying to allow contentment to reign in our life. And the first thing I think is is really important for us to understand is to be confident that God is in control. Mm-hmm. I, if we can't if we can't trust that God is in control, then I think that's the place we really have to start. Uh, try to figure out how to get to that point because in our good days and in our bad days. And it's hard, I think, as humans here on earth because this life is not always easy, and we expect it to be easy. So in the tough times, to trust that God is in control. In the good times, that this wasn't me, but it was still God in control working out his plan. We have to learn confidence in that. When we have confidence in that, I think we can be content. I think you're right, and I think it goes back to how many times in this, even in this last six months through our podcast and talking to our different um, people here coming and saying how important it is for the believer to have a proper view of God Mm. and how much that says about your faith. And that faith really is built on our view of God and that he is sovereign. He is in control. When we live in that concept of his sovereignty and his control, I think it brings not only contentment, it brings a lot of other things with it, like joy and peace and love and the fruits of the spirit. The fruit, sorry, it's the fruit of the spirit. It's not a, it's not, yeah, it's, yeah, it comes through the Holy Spirit, but it comes in, it is established in our life. We can't manufacture this. Yep. Yep. If we saw ourselves in a spiritual battle, if we saw the spiritual warfare and, um, you know, our denomination is probably when our Anabaptist background and such like that. Um, sometimes we downplay spiritual warfare. Uh, some denominations, I think, overplay spiritual warfare. I think a healthy view of spiritual warfare is important. I think finding a balanced view in that. If we go all the way back uh, and, and we think about the fact that uh, what would Satan want to do to distract us? He would want to make us not content. You can go, in my opinion, you can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Satan did with Eve? Right. Oh, who said you can't? You <laughs> certainly won't die. Yeah. Be, he just knows you'll be like him. It's this whole yeah. idea that God is withholding somehow. Absolutely. And so if we see this as an age-old issue of, of not being content, then I think we start to realize maybe there's another side to this I haven't been thinking. What if the enemy's? what if Satan's trying to get me discouraged, down, turn my eyes away from this idea of being content with what I have. Tell you what, every time I go to Africa, oh. every time I go another, into a, <laughs> an impoverished area, I come yeah. home and I think I'm a blessed man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If I sit around my house long enough, I'll think about all the things my neighbors have. I'll think about all the toys I wish I had, and I lose contentment. Yeah, we, we recently had a conversation, Jackie and I did, uh, uh, just for folks listening, I just want you to know this is my cross to bear. But uh, every day when I uh, pull in in my um, in my 2004 uh, minivan, I I get a little grief from some people. They'll go nameless, but you know who you are. Uh, so we're we're the, this vehicle's on its last legs. We're looking to get a new car, and Jack and I have had this conversation to to this point of saying, what is it that we actually what is it that we actually need? Right? What it what is uh, because now it's like we're, you know, we feel like, oh, we could, we get a chance to get something newer and better. And like, how far do we go with that? And what are the, what are the boundaries to that? And like, so-and-so's got this down the road and so-and-so's got this and who, where are we looking to? And, 
And I, I just, it's like so quickly, you're like, so very quickly, it's like, wait, what, what are the standards that I am, you know, how am I making judgments? What are the standards that I'm looking to for making decisions about how I'm spending resources and things like that? And it does, it happens so quickly. And indeed, depending on the people that we surround ourselves with and all of that, you know, uh, our decisions and our choices can be, uh, they can be, um, well, uh, swayed in, in, in various directions. And yet Paul, almost as if he's, because of his chains, has received a new freedom in all of this. Because, uh, man, when you can say that you're content in that setting, when you can really say that and the core of your being know that, like Satan can't touch you at that point. Like you, you are, you belong to God in a very special way that way. You know, when it's, when it's like, uh, Hey, uh, the enemy is all around me. Uh, I'm locked up dingy dudgeon, but you know what? Uh, I have learned, (laughs) I have learned to be content. He says something really pretty critical and it's in every situation, which is really learning to be satisfied, uh, being okay in every situation. It doesn't mean just the good things. It also means the very tough challenges of life. And I think that's critical. So Chris, in the, um, as you went into your sermon, you pointed out three things the Bible points to that are three areas we can be content in. And it says, learn to be satisfied with our money. You mentioned that in what Luke twelve fifteen says, um, where Jesus is telling the parable of the rich fool, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Learn to be satisfied with the basics of life out of First Timothy 6, 8. And that true godliness with contentment itself is great wealth. And then um, number three was learn to, to want what we have, even when we don't have everything we want. And it's Hebrews 13, 5. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. I read this, and I'm just going to I'm going to point out something that's happening real time because we want to be timeless in our discussion of the Bible, but we also have to be timely in our current discussion. So I, just so the listener knows, I went to Meyer right before I came and sat down at this table. And when I went to Meyer, I'm going to tell you, don't go to, well, you can go to Dunlap <laughs> Meyer if you want, but if you want to go and you want to get lettuce or chicken, you don't go because the shelves are empty. Yeah. Okay. So how often in current day society, have we gone somewhere and been like, I don't, I was planning on getting my bag of lettuce to make my salad or my chicken to go, you know, to feed because, hey, toddlers love chicken nuggets. There's none. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just saying, do we actually understand? Yeah, absolutely. In real time. Yeah. The lettuce is gone. Day ruined. Right. I mean, that's really how. <laughs> I'm yeah. just pointing this out yeah. in yeah. a timely manner because yep. I think all of us know that right now, like Joel, when you're saying you want to find a car that's like what I want. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. This is really hard right now. <laughs> yeah. And so I, and I'm only, I'm only prefacing and, and talking about this because I think it's a reality for us here in January 2022 that things aren't just going to come by the snap of a finger, that it's all going to just lay out real nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those are several things that are listed there. I think those are some key ones that people, we, I'm going to personalize it, things I struggle with. Um, I'm sure there's more to that list. That's not an exhaustive list. At the end of the day, though, guys, I think what's really important is perspective. 
when we look at this earth, we look at life on this earth as the end all, then we demand things. We want things. I got to have this thing. And I think Paul's perspective was, hey, this life here on earth this is not the end all. It's, it's, even if he lived 100 years in light of eternity, it's light and momentary, yeah. right? And, and if we live with that kind of perspective, I think then it's easier to realize God is in control. I can be satisfied given whatever the circumstances. Eternity is in the balance. And for the follower of Jesus, I believe uh, eternity looks like heaven. And I think that's important. Yes, we, to Keep have in that in eternal, you know, um, idea that we're not here. This is just a temporary home, and oftentimes we get stuck thinking, "Well, I got to have this or that." And I think contentment does lie, like you said, it's the big perspective, it's the big picture of who God is and who we are, really, yeah. in our humanness. Yeah. Stop trying to look like your neighbor. Start trying to look like Jesus. Come on now, Chris. That'll preach. Come on. Yeah. Make a note, guys. Honestly, as as we wrap it up, I think that if we would get to the point where we would begin to confess the self-sufficiency we have, like, I need this, I have to have this, I'm dependent upon my abilities to do this. And as we begin to turn our lives over to the Lord and trust Him more and more, realize He has a plan when He is in control of all those things. And I've learned to be satisfied whether I have plenty or whether I'm in great need at the end of the day, then and only then I think we can actually truly say that we can do all of this, all of this through Christ who gives me strength. I love it. I love it. Friends, we hope these, uh, these are helpful. These are kind of, uh, you know, our, uh, our desire here is to continue on a conversation uh, and to, to talk through some of these key things that we're talking through during this misquoted series. So we hope that you tune in every Thursday. These episodes will drop every Thursday um, as we go through this series. And then we've got some really, really cool stuff that we're looking forward to um, as we move forward into this season, uh, following along, even as we prepare for, you know, Easter's not too far away. So we've got things that'll be leading up to that as well. Uh, so we just invite you uh, to uh, share these episodes, to like them, to give, uh, give us a, give us a review even heck that'll be, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to know that always over at walkiemc.org, we've got uh, other resources. If you want to connect with us, any of us leaders, or connect with us as a community, know more about us, uh, that's a good place to start. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to joining you again next week here with At Home, the podcast. Thanks so much. Grace and peace to each of you. At Home, the podcast is produced by Wakarusa Missionary Church in Wakarusa, Indiana. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and share this episode. Additional resources related to each episode can be found by visiting walkiemc.org. That's W-A-K-Y-M-C.org. From there, you can click on the At Home tab for more information. Thanks for listening.